0: Hello, you're listening to the Pine Reads Review Podcast. My name's John, I'm one of your hosts, and Pine Reads is an online children and young adult literary publication based at the University of Arizona, run by our wonderful staff of undergraduate interns, like me. We are committed to showcasing a combination of debut diverse and established authors.
1: My name's Wendy and I'm the other co-host, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pine Reads Review. With all our topics, these are only our personal opinions, and our episodes do possibly contain spoilers for any of the books we talk about. To learn more and read our reviews, blogs, and interviews, visit our website at pinereadsreview.com.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Pine Reeds Review Podcast. I'm your host, John, and I'm joined by my colorful cast of co-hosts, Wendy, Hannah, and Jackie. Today, we're doing something new. We're talking about a sequel. We're reading the sequel to Darius the Great is Not Okay. Darius the Great Deserves Better, written by the same author, obviously, And yeah, we just want to talk about it. And I'm going to open it up to the cast today and say, what did you guys think of this sequel? You know, what did you like? What did you dislike? Did you think this was a natural progression from the first book? And just overall, did you like it? Uh, Wendy, let's start with you.
1: I loved it. I thought it was a really great book. Um, I really enjoyed reading it. I read it slower than I did the first book, um, but that was possibly just because of my schedule. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I did feel like it was a natural progression from the first book. Um, I think I personally enjoyed the first book a little bit more just because it had more of the aspects of travel. Um, it was kind of because it wasn't Darius's hometown in Portland. It took him out and away from what he's used to. And so I liked that element of the first book. Um, But I really did enjoy the second book. I liked how we got to see a little bit more about Darius, um, about his thoughts and his interiority. I mean, that was definitely there in the first book, but here it kind of dealt with more relationships and how he, um, is growing as a person with his relationships with Landon, with Chip, with his parents, um, with his sister. So I really enjoy that. Oh, and with his grandparents too, the other grandparents. So that was an interesting um, addition to this one. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now that there are going to be spoilers. Um, So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, um, go back and read the book and then come and listen to what we're gonna say because my um, favorite part was, I think it was actually Darius's injury um, at soccer. I really (laughs) enjoyed that. I know that sounds really bad, but um, I thought that was a great scene where he and his relationship with Chip kind of took a different turn and we started to see them less as friends and more as something more. Um, and so I really liked that. That's also where we got to see a little bit more about Chip and his personal life um, with his niece and um, started learning more about Trent and how that relationship has changed over the years and and how it stayed the same and um, so I really enjoyed that part and I actually just really enjoyed the scenes with Chip. I thought that was a really interesting aspect of the book um and so pretty much any scenes with Chip I was kind of cheering for Chip the whole time but and off of that my least favorite part I think was the argument with Landon at the end um I liked Landon at the very beginning I love the fact that he was cooking for them um I want to find a guy that cooks for me but um I didn't like how Landon was pressuring Darius and that was an important part of Darius's journey throughout but his argument with Landon at the end was definitely um one of my least favorite parts of the book just because I could kind of see myself a little bit in Darius with like some inexperience with relationships and things like that and and I don't want to be in that kind of situation in the future so um I didn't like how Landon kept changing throughout the book and then especially at the end but yeah um Hannah what do you think yeah so I
2: read Darius the Great Deserves Better um in one night like I did with the first book because I guess the series just owns my soul. Um, (laughs) But I I saw it more, less as a sequel and more um, as a companion novel because I feel like the the first book definitely is, um, it it tells a contained story. Um, And Darius the Great deserves better. I I loved it because I wanted to return to the story so much and to these characters. So I loved having that opportunity. Um, to see where they are now, because one of my favorite things in reading, I love reading series, especially because you get to see a character grow and change over a longer period of time than you do in a singular um, novel. Not to say that a character can't undergo intense change over one novel, but it's different when when you're doing it over a series. Um, So I really really enjoyed um, seeing Darius you know, see the effects of his journey in book one. You know, he's a little bit more confident in himself. He's on the soccer team. He has a boyfriend. Um his relationship with his dad is in a pretty good place. So I, I really enjoyed seeing that. Um I did miss Sarab a lot, um, just because he wasn't in it as much. Um and he's just such a light, I feel like, in the first book. And I also missed Darius's interactions with his dad, who obviously is away um, in the the sequel. So those are things that I, I I understood that we'd we'd already gotten that in the first book. So we just didn't necessarily need that in the second book. It would have been, you know, a little bit repetitive. So I understand why they weren't included, but I still love those characters. So I, I definitely miss them. Um, and I think my favorite part was actually how the storyline with Chip was handled at the end. Um, and big spoiler alert, um, that Darius doesn't, they they don't become a couple immediately at the end. I I liked that. I thought that setting that boundary where he tells Chip, you know, we need to be friends first, partly because they have a little bit of broken trust between them because Chip obviously um, was talking to Trent, wait, Trent, yeah, um, about, um, you know, about their relationship, and, and so I, I liked that. I liked Darius setting that boundary for himself. I thought that that was um, a real major point of growth for him, standing up for himself, um, but but also keeping that door open. Um, yeah, so, so that's probably, I, I don't think I had a least favorite part, to be honest with you. There wasn't any part where I, I didn't like it. I thought that I under I also understand you know the Landon storyline being uncomfortable for myself as well, but I also thought you know like Wendy said it's it was necessary um, because more often than not you're gonna find yourself in a situation like that you know, and you know. You shouldn't stay in a relationship, not just, you know, because it's a terrible relationship and really toxic, but sometimes you don't want to be with somebody because of a small thing like that or because, you know, it just doesn't click with them. And I think that having those types of storylines where characters end relationships simply because they're not working out in, in a maybe a more subtle or underrepresented way in media, I think that that's important to show teens, especially, that they have control over, you know, who they're intimate with. Yeah, Jackie, what
3: about you? Um, I really enjoyed reading this um, sequel just because I love when contemporary novels like um, dove more into the like story and like how characters progress over time. And I really enjoy how like with this one, I read a physical copy of the novel and I think it really changed the whole experience for me because just having... The physical pages to like return back to and like reread lines that I really enjoyed um, brought just a really different and exciting experience compared to when I was listening to the audiobook. So I think I want to revisit the first novel just for that aspect. Um, and I really liked my favorite parts weren't necessarily like scenes, but how the author wrote about um, Darius like when he was talking about his body image and like how he had stretch marks or how he was approaching things and like defending his younger sister was like all really great for me. And in my notes, when he's um, talking about how his sister is dealing with racism, I was just like, yes, because um, his mother or I think it's his grandmother is like, Iranians are white. And he's like, in what way are we white? Like, we're not seen as white in any aspect. We're not treated as white. And I just related to that so much. Um, And I really liked the fact that, even though it was kind of like jarring at first, I was like, this is different. Um, The aspect of his dad's relationship with Darius and how they kind of were just like so sweet with each other And it was just like, I kind of want to cry every time Darius wants to cry because it's just like, oh, so sweet. Um, But yeah, there's no parts that I didn't enjoy because I really liked everything
0: that went on. All right, then. Uh, For me, there actually were two sections that I really enjoy. Um, Partly, one of the things I think was kind of funny about this novel was I almost think this was more of a YA novel than the first novel. Darius the Great is not okay I think it's more of a journey of self-discovery and I don't think would change that much if Darius was 20 instead of 17 and like went back to his home country and like had you know I think he could have had almost the same experiences but this novel felt a lot more like like a YA novelist because of all the the problem the issues he was dealing with and what he was going with and I related to him a lot um like Darius, I actually in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school lost 85 pounds and got really into sports and then kind of had that moment of like I was very, like I didn't have a lot of friends and I kind of gained a lot of friends cuz I joined wrestling and swimming and track and like really expanded my social circle through that. So I really connected with that part of the novel and how, you know, he was able just like that disconnect of being like oh I now suddenly have friends and especially because I had had classes with kids you know for two years at this point and then suddenly we all were on a team and people who wouldn't associate with me would suddenly have my back when people tried to bully me and stuff like that so I really I really liked how he wrote that because it felt very genuine um, and then also I really liked his experiences in the tea shop Darius has a love for tea and That whole section of the novel, which is something I'd like to go into later, but you know, I'm someone who was very into like craft alcohol and beers, and I worked as a bartender and a waiter for several, several years and kind of had the same thing where he did, where I burnt out of it very hard after three years. And so, just especially in this age of like digitization, I feel like, especially a lot of you know, young kids and stuff. Or young adults are encouraged to like try and make their passions a career through you know like oh do you like video games well you should start twitch streaming and, and i've known friends and stuff that have done that and they burnt out on their hobbies because they've tried to make them viable career options and not just for them and i think we'll talk about these parts, but i think both those parts of the novels rung really true for parts of my life and i connected with them i didn't really have a part that i disliked i mean i think you know as we all mentioned i don't think landon was a bad character i think he and darius fundamentally wanted different things but i do think kind of near the end of the novel his inability to like understand where darius is coming from is a little frustrating and i i can see where like people wouldn't like that and i was like come on dude you gotta give this guy like i felt like his actions were understandable, especially at that age range and for who Landon is as a person, but I didn't agree with them, which I think is probably the strength of the novel because all of the characters sometimes make poor choices that I agree, that I understand, but don't agree with. But yeah, so. um, I just just wanna
2: piggyback off of um, what you're saying about sports because that's also a part of the novel that I really enjoyed because I played um, nationally competitive volleyball in high school. And so I was a part of a lot of teams. And one thing I like about Darius the Great deserves better is sports culture can be extremely toxic. Um, you know, I have firsthand like knowledge of that. And it, and it's I don't want to say especially toxic when it's um, men's sports because I think um, women's sports can also be extremely toxic. But there is a different element there when we're talking about like the intersections between like masculinity and um you know sports especially like contact sports um but i liked how it was a safe space for him i really liked that because it combats that narrative of kind of the bro jock um you know of of sports being a place of shame and have you know getting your power out of being physically aggressive um you know and i liked that that was counteracted um, in this book, with the coach being supportive, and, and how the coach isn't, the coach is supportive, but also still pushing them to be, you know, the best athletes they can be, um, you know, and they all work hard, but they also support each other emotionally, because at the end of the day, that's really what a team is supposed to be like, um, you know, it's not supposed to be this rigid hierarchy, um, so yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, John, that was A great part of the novel um, that's kind of a little bit understated just because it's doing a lot in terms of counteracting um, this larger cultural narrative that's really problematic and it does it in a way that's so enjoyable to read I mean every single time he interacts with his teammates when they're in the weight room and Trent gets on him and then one of his teammates backs him up you just feel like your heart skips a beat because you're just like I didn't expect it to go that way you know you don't expect his teammates to stand up for him just because of that cultural narrative that we're kind of fed. You, you expect them to, to kind of gang up on him
1: and then they don't and it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I love that part too. I'm going to jump in really quickly too and um, I, having played soccer for, um, since I was four until I was 16, um, I also really, really loved the soccer scenes and soccer slash Iranian football um, was an important aspect in the first book, but and this one, I really liked, um, like Hannah was saying, the team culture. And then I also loved the fact that they had a female coach for a boys team. And I feel like that's something that doesn't happen a lot. And it should. Um, but I really loved how that representation was there. And yeah, just the whole team culture and how the teammates interacted and everything. And, and I loved the soccer scenes. Um, every time there was a soccer scene, I just was brought back to my own soccer memories. And I loved that. Okay, now to you, John.
0: No, yeah, um, I really, there also were little parts of that section, I guess now we're just talking about sports, which is chill with me, um, that I really liked. Um, Part of it was how the football players and the coach kind of got like priority, which is something I experienced at my high school. I remember my senior year of track, um, our normal track coach moved with his wife. Um, and the football strength and conditioning coach took over, took over track and started putting football players in first heats for track events, and all the track kids were like, "We're faster than them." And he just started treating it like, like a football conditioning season. And we were like, "Why are we benching? We're sprinters. I jump hurdles. Like I was a three hundred meter hurdler. I'm like, this is useless to me." um and so those sections I was like when he's like yeah the football players got special treatment like yeah they did they suck but but you know and it's also one of the things you know I was on kind of some of those smaller teams like wrestling and swimming and stuff like that where we didn't have a lot of people at our meets and stuff like that of like our parents and so those like weird intimate moments with the team that felt it, it did feel like that was something that we aren't seeing in a lot of novels that I was, I was really happy that we were because obviously there is a lot of toxic culture in um, high school sports. I think there's a lot of pressure with people trying to get, you know, go to colleges for it, which is brought up with recruiters. I knew people in high school who, you know, did steroids and did irreparable damage to their bodies or who got serious injuries that hurt them into their adulthood because of high school sports, because of the competitiveness of it. And I think all of those things that, um, you know, people bring up are valid concerns and problems. And I do think, obviously, that, that kind of attention that you can get, especially if you're on a high level team, can be damaging to someone's ego and make them a the worse, like, make them the give them some negative personality traits, just like with trial stardom and stuff. But I do think there is a positive aspect that we don't see in a lot of YA books that I'm very, you know, that I do enjoy that this book did. And, uh, you know, I'm going to throw it to Jackie now.
3: So I didn't do sports ever. I was scared of like the team dynamic. I was scared of like being on like the D team and like sucking. So I did a lot of art and like theater, but even theater has that kind of like mob mentality of like, if you're not the best dancer or something so stupid, it's like, we hate you. And it was like, it's a mostly white um, thing. So every time we went to competition, my school was like, the minority group and we stuck out like a sore thumb and we would constantly be told your theater girls are dressing too sexy and we would get docked for how we were dressing and i just all your discussion just reminded me of like that memory of just like hating high school and like the dynamic of how people interacted and um So, with the whole situation with Darius Trent and Chip, I kind of was, like, struggling with, like, I want to root for Chip because he just seems so great against Landon because Landon was just, like, pushing boundaries all the time. And I was, like, why is sex so important to you? You're, like, in high school. Why? Like, is it? he's feeling pressure you know what I mean and um the fact that like it was addressed and like Darius like kept his foot down was like so important to me and like so important to include because it tells um young readers like you don't have to give in to pressure and um my favorite um part of Kind of going back to what John was mentioning of being like burnt out was how Darius was like I'm doing something that should make me happy so why wasn't I happy and I kind of got anxious coming across that line because like I feel that so often and like I I had a lot of trouble getting through the novel because I'm sorry I feel like I'm gonna cry (laughs) because um I'm kind of, like, going through my own depression episode. And, um, yeah. just want to throw it to someone else
2: right now. <laughs> yeah, I can take over. Thank you for sharing that. As always, like, we're always here for you. Um, and I think that's one of the the pieces of this novel. It, it's uh, deep Karam's writing style, his characters, his story. They're so poignant. Um, you know, they're so easy to see yourself in. And, and even if you don't, it, they're so easy to empathize with. Um, and both of his novels are just, they are, they're so powerful. He really knows how to pack that um, emotional punch. Um, I'm curious to know, I know John mentioned this, but what do you guys think in terms of a third novel? Like in terms of like, is this setting up, um, you know, a third uh, iteration of this series? And, and what do you guys think that would look like? What do you want it to look like? Um, Like John said, would you prefer that maybe he jumps to a different character or tells a different story? Um, You know, John, why don't you start us off since it's your question? What do you think? Yeah,
0: of course. So um, the big thing about this question is the first novel I saw as an exploration of Darius's past. It's very self-contained, but it takes place not in where he lives. It deals a lot with his own history. It deals a lot with his, you know, his relationships with his parents in the past and reconciling them, his not really having a relationship with Mamu and Babu. And, you know, him, you know, kind of realizing that, learning about them, learning that Babu, sorry, Mamu loves Abba, which I thought was hilarious. uh, And I loved that section in the first novel, you know, and then the second book takes a lot with his problems in the present. You know, finding his first job, his family situation and how it is currently, and he's kind of more dealing with their current problems, their financial stress, his dad's depression, his mom's burnt outness. You know, um, with working so much, and which I also got, I I also felt very connected to that as someone who used to work thirty five hours as a bart thirty five to forty hours as a bartender and go to school full time and Rockland, that was a lot, Um, and so, you know, and, and so I think, I, I think a third novel would be interesting, I'm not sure if I want it or not, and the reason being is, I think we'd have to go into Darius's future, and, you know, because I think what Darius does for college, I think finding a career that's happy for him, or even finding something that he doesn't like, you know, one of the things I always think about as someone who has gone on various endeavors to try and make hobbies of their a career is I have a friend who really, really loves mountain biking. It's what he does every weekend. Well, not right now, because the mountains are kind of, kind of weird. The area we live in had a huge fire and most of the mountains are closed because of degradation to the soil and terrain. It's slowly being reopened anyways. And, but he works as an electrician. He doesn't love it but it pays the bills and he always said have your weekends for what you love make your money and get out and like I think that for some people there and myself even at certain times I've kind of realized that that makes sometimes my hobbies feel more special when I'm just doing something to pay the bills and when I get the time to go rock climb or when I get the time to play magic it's like oh I'm getting to it and like it makes those times feel more special than maybe other times where I've worked in industries that have dealt with those. And it's kind of become my life because then it's like, oh, now when I'm doing this hobby, I'm thinking of work. You know, when I'm writing magic content, it's like, oh no, now when I play, can I make an article out of this? Can I make content? It's no longer, can I enjoy the game? And so I think if there was a third novel, it would maybe have to deal along those lines. And Darius really finding that question, is college for him? And also maybe, you know, reconciling what he wants in a relationship. I think he kind of realizes it with Landon that just because they want, they fundamentally want different things or at different points. Uh, I will say commenting on on your guys is the only guy on the cast. I will say a lot of people I knew in high school had a lot of hormones. And I did know people, not me, but that really wanted to, you know, go as they would say, and that did a lot um not going to you know uh extenuate on that but you know i i i have i knew the landons in my in my high school one of them being a very good friend of mine and like they're great people but just that's where they were and when they found partners that shared that mindset it was great i was never that person and so i never connected with it but i i like i understood that um from landon and so i got where he was coming from And so I I would like to see maybe Darius maybe even be on his own a third novel and really kind of explore his future, you know, maybe see him at some various internships, finding a career he likes, maybe, you know, moving out on his own and kind of, I would almost like to see it as a young adult novel. uh, not, or sorry, is a new adult novel and less of a YA novel. Like, I think this is the pinnacle YA novel, and if there is a third novel, it would be a new adult novel and having Darius explore that space. And I felt like I've talked for way too long, so Wendy, let's go to you.
1: I think that there will be a third novel. Um, To me, it felt like Darius still has more to say and more story to tell, um, and especially having to do with Sohrab, because how Sohrab's plot ends, in this one is with um, him being, I think, in Turkey as a refugee, and they're kind of discussing that he's maybe going to go to Toronto to join his family or possibly even come to Portland, and I just felt like there's going to be more with him in a third book, especially because he wasn't very much in this one. Um, and I missed him, like Hannah said, I really, I really missed him. But um, yeah, I think that we'll see a plot with So-Rob, um, maybe in Portland, maybe Darius goes to visit him, something like that. Um, and I also think that we will see him kind of exploring his options for his future. Like John was saying, I've, for some reason, been reading a lot of Y.A. books lately about like um, students trying to figure out their college plans and I could see this kind of falling into that same kind of uh, trope or or that same genre sort of Um, still a little bit of like discovering yourself, but also just like discovering your future. And whether Darius goes to college or not, I think that we'll see a lot more of that decision for him. Um, so I, I feel like it would take place in his senior year because in um, Darius the Great Deserves Better, it's his junior year and the first one as well. And so I feel like a third book would be his senior year, maybe like the second semester of his senior year, maybe um, somewhere in the middle of it. But yeah, I, I feel like there is definitely going to be a third book and I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: real quick in like my ideal third book uh, Saab comes to like either Canada or America and Darius moves out after he graduates high school to live with Sarab and they have like a buddy adventure where they're both like 18 or 19 and they're living ideally in Toronto just because Canada's cool um, or Portland and they're both trying to like find their first jobs and pay rent like I really kind of want this like new adult like buddy adventure or even romance I don't know you know with these two characters navigating like the new adult landscape, I think Sarab would have a lot of interesting commentary on adult life, especially in America and especially kind of the plight of young teens. Maybe Sarab's trying to be a civil engineer, but that in my opinion, like if that was the third book that would make me the happiest.
3: I agree. That would make me so happy. That would fulfill my desires from the first book because I was like, oh, they're not getting together that's fine we love platonic relationships but like can they get together and then he had a boyfriend from the get-go in this book and then he sucked and I was like okay so Sarab, when are we gonna revisit that so there better be a third book and I want you know a Stephen Kellner prequel I want a Laleh um side book, you know, like a spin-off. I'll have a whole series. Give, give me a six book series. I don't care what it's about. I'll take it. And yeah, I will buy it if it's anything. It can be like this big, it's so tiny. I don't care. I'm with Jackie. I feel like we need
2: all of those books, especially Stephen Kellner's origin story. Give it to me. I will devour it. I will, please, 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 please. I need it. Um, yeah, I, I, I immediately after finishing this book, I'm gonna say my gut reaction was it's 100% gonna be. There's gonna be another one. There's gonna be a trilogy, just because structurally, I feel like as most second books do, um, it ends not fully wrapped up. Like the first book is 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 a self-contained story, and then the second book. It, it brings us, you know, almost to closure, but not really. So it really leaves that door open in terms of what's going to happen. Um, you know, I also want to know if, if Stephen Kellner is going to be okay, you know, like, in, at the end of this book, he's just gone back and, and he's kind of, you know, in that process of, of just resting and stuff. And so I would like to, to, to see him as well in a third book. Um, and I honestly, I, I really want Darius not to go to college. Um, I feel like that there's such a pressure, um, because of American culture specifically of this need to like work really hard and, and then you go to college and then immediately out of college, you get a job and then you just work for the rest of your life. Um, and I, I think it's really resistive to not give into that path. And I've only read one other book, um, where that's what the, the character decides to do. It's, it's the, for spoiler alert, if you haven't read The Raven Cycle, but um, the Dreamer trilogy, Call Down the Hawk, that's the, you know, the first book I've ever read where the main character decides not to go to college and not even really to get a job, Um, you know, and so I would love for Darius to decide to do that and then see what that alternative path looks like, because I firmly believe it can be just as fulfilling as doing kind of the, the normal, you know, go to college and then, and then get a, you know, a desk job. So yeah, I, am I really hope we get a third book. I really, really hope we get a third book. I feel like it would really complete this, this journey he's been on, um, and we'll be able to see him, you know, in the first book, Darius isn't so confident in himself, um, or his relationships with other people. And then we see him grow a little bit more in the second book, where he is a little bit more confident. Like I said, you know, he's able to stand up to himself, stand up for himself um, with Landon, with Chip, um, you know, so I'd like to see him kind of complete that, that journey and really come into his own in a third book. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for it.
0: No, yeah, one of the things that I really hope if we do get a sequel is that we explore non-traditional college options. You know, uh, I myself did not go straight to college. I joined the U.S. Marine Corps Reserves. And so my first year out of college was spent going to boot camp and then, and then combat school and then mechanic school and then getting into my unit and stuff like that, which changed my outlook entirely. And that's his no own story. You know, one of my friends became an electrician, um, different friend from the one that's a mountain biker, by the way, I know a lot of electricians. Um, and, you know, he went to trade school for two years while working as a, in construction. And then he does that, you know, another friend of mine, uh, worked security at a church and then got a job as a machinist where my old roommate, and then like, and now he makes like parts and stuff. And so, you know, I think there are a lot of non-college based options that don't get explored in novel in November. I'm writing a blog about that because I think, you know, a lot of One of my frustrations with the YA industry is that it's always all of these characters are always like, I have to go to college. And I understand there's that pressure, which is something I've felt. And I think a lot of people have felt, but I think, you know, there are so many times I'll read an entire book and a character never once is like, maybe I should join the military. Maybe I should join a trade school. Maybe I should, you know, I knew a guy that just worked at Starbucks, right? out. He worked all through high school and he became a manager. And now he makes like 40k a year and is trying to go to corporate like there are options and it may not be the option that most people say but you know I think that I really hope more of these options get explored in the future of YA so here's another question that what do you guys think of the family situation Darius dealt with in this book obviously he and Lale have a have a new dynamic and her school has a new dynamic. Um, Oma and I am forgetting his other grandma's name.
1: I think just grandma.
0: Yeah, it was Oma and the other. Anyways, his two grandmas that come to stay with him um, and his relationship with his mom and his dad are both different and newly explored. And so number one, what'd you guys think of that relationship? And more importantly, the difference between Darius 1 to 2. Obviously, he kind of comes, it's not a direct sequel. He has come back. He's gotten an internship, a boyfriend, and he has come out as gay to his dad first and who then told his mom. So what do you guys think about, number one, that dynamic shift and then the new family dynamic that has resulted from that shift and of the trip to Yazd?
1: Um, I thought it was really interesting to explore that family dynamic. And I think Um, Having the first book be Darius kind of developing this relationship with his grandparents on his mom's side and then the second book he's developing a relationship sort of with his grandparents on his dad's side um, was a really interesting way to kind of frame both of those books. Um, and like, for me personally, I never got to meet my grandparents on my dad's side because my parents had me late. And so they had passed away by the time I was born, but I have good memories with my grandparents on my mom's side. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was an interesting dynamic for sure. Um, I liked exploring how Darius related to Oma and grandma, I think. Um, and, and watching that, um, and especially with Darius and uh, Lale and his dad, too, and the discussions about, like, how those grandparents show love and watching their relationship develop over the course of the book, I thought that was really interesting, and then also the dynamic between Darius and his mom had shifted between the first book and the second book, um, and, like, In the first book, Darius is really, really close to his mom. But then, because of the conversation he has with his dad at the end of the first book, he's closer a little bit to his dad in the second book. And so, I thought that was an interesting way to frame that as well. Um, And then, the conversation that Darius has with his mom at the end of the book, where he kind of realizes that he hasn't been spending a lot of time with her and he's kind of been favoring his dad, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, And I, was, I don't know, it was just interesting to watch their dynamic change and also to watch his mom kind of understand Darius um, as a gay man and how her like opinion sort of, that's the wrong word, but um, changed of him throughout like with Darius painting his nails and at first she didn't like it and then she was painting his nails for the homecoming dance and so I really liked that and watching her kind of grow as a character as well and then yeah his dad I really really want his dad to be okay um I was really worried about him throughout the book and especially like the second half of the book and I want to know that Stephen Kellner is going to be all right um but yeah and then I love the relationship between Darius and his sister I think that Darius is an amazing older brother, and I wish I had an older brother like that, um, and how he fights for Lale, and goes and talks to her teacher for her, and then how he encourages her and kind of shows her that she doesn't have to be alone, and that if she goes to this gifted and talented school, she'll be able to meet friends who are maybe can relate to her a little bit more um and so I loved watching as she changed and grew as a character as well and also she just loved reading throughout and I totally saw myself in that from when I was little and so I I just love Laleh as a character too yeah I love them all
0: yeah but she doesn't like Dune so she's dead to me (laughs) that's a joke she's a great character but I love Dune
1: She was reading a lot of, like, really large books that I didn't even read till college, too, and I was like, whoa, you go, girl. She was reading the fifth season, and I was like, oh, I was reading it
2: coincidentally while I was reading this book, and I was like, Laleh, you were, like, at a different, you were at a higher level than everybody else, and I respect that about her so much. So one of the things I feel like, for me personally, why um I feel like Adib Karam is such a talented writer, um, and one of my favorites is the relationships feel very real in the way that they're imperfect and they shift because in real life, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your siblings, it changes um, throughout your life. it's It's not a static thing. And so that's what I really appreciated about um, this second book is that we were able to see how those relationships change. And specifically with his relationship with his with his grandmas, um, you know, me personally, my relationships with my grandparents are not perfect because, you know, they're not perfect people. I'm not a perfect person either. Um, and one of the scenes that I thought was just stuck out in my mind the most because it was so poignant and and felt very authentic in terms of this has probably happened to several children is when... I believe it's his grandma, not his Oma, who goes with Darius and Lale to the the not the parent teacher conference, but if they need to talk to um, them about Lale's like quote behavior end quote um, because she's obviously being bullied and harassed by classmates, and the teacher's not really doing anything about it. Um, and the fact that Darius tries to step in and talk to the teacher about what's going on and um, you know, the racism that is happening in the classroom. And then the grandma, if I believe, just kind of cuts in and, and ends that. Um, and we never really go back to that in terms of we we never really go back to, like, there's no second parent-teacher conference or anything like that. And I don't know what it is about that scene, and maybe you guys can, can help illuminate it for me, but it felt like, that felt like something a grandparent, especially a white grandparent of a um, of a biracial child would do in that situation, um, and I liked that it, I liked that the grandparents weren't just completely supportive and completely open with them, um, because that does feel a little bit too idealistic, um, so yeah, I just, I, specifically, I liked how that relationship evolved throughout this, the companion. Jackie, I don't know if you have anything you want to say
3: on that. Yes. I'm so glad you brought it back to that relationship because the mother couldn't be at the conference. So when um, Darius brings it back to her and tells her like what happened, her apology just made me so sad because she was like, I'm sorry, I I didn't prepare you. I didn't, um," she says, maybe I should have learned more. And it's like the fact that the person who is being terrorized is being referred to as the terrorist and that the people who are making fun of them can go unscathed but she has to be like oh let me learn and it's like very backwards and I just I love how the author um, noted that because it's something that um, in different groups when you're the minority you kind of have to like shift kind of like code switching shift how you act around people and like the fact that it was affecting Lala and she was kind of like so sad I was like no I don't like this so what is happening are the is the family okay like the fact that the whole family was so sad like that the dad was gone and like his sister's being bullied and like he's being pressured to have sex and just like the mom is so tired and I just like wanted to give them all a hug and the shift from like um because I love books just with family dynamics and that this book didn't kind of like completely get away from that it just shifted more towards like his home and like his relationships with um other boys but I I liked the first book because it went into like um generational relationships and like how we interact with people who have like different values from you and who grew up with different values but I really enjoyed the fact that we were more in internal in his home and John do you have anything you want to say?
0: No yeah I think you know what one of the things I really appreciate about this novel is how you know, Darius has a fundamental change at the end of the first novel, but it doesn't fix anything. You know, it doesn't fix everything. I think he's a fundamentally more realized and better character coming into this novel or person. But, you know, he still deals with a lot of problems. I think, number one, one of the biggest things is, you know, with his depression, it's still a problem. Yes, he maybe is better. He's able to handle it a little bit better. And the new... Friendships and relationships he's able to create help him, but it doesn't. uh, You know, it's one of the things where I really don't like when stories of mental illness focus on fixing the person, versus like, you know, through help and support they can get better, they can handle it better. But especially even his dad dealing with that, it's like you know, this is a guy who's now I assume in his forties, and it still hits him sometimes, and he still has to struggle with it, and it's a it's a lifelong long problem you know as someone who's bipolar you know I know that that's something I'm gonna have to deal with and continually work on to try and even get myself to an actualization point and so I also though really liked the little scenes where, like moments of the grandparents life came out in Darius you know there's a section where they talk about going to rallies every weekend and Darius is like I wanted to know everything I wanted to know every rally they went to I wanted to know how that was like what the transition period was like for I believe it was Oma and stuff like that and so I really liked how you know it kind of shows that your parents and your grandparents were people with history that you don't know about and that they will they'll never be the person that you think they are totally because you have imperfect information you know you have missed x years of your parents life and even more years of your grandparents life and you just will not know who they were what they've been through no matter what they've told you and you'll just get these little pictures that'll give you a complete image as much as you can create which I thought was really important um, throughout the novel so does anyone have any last minute things we're wrapping up here
1: I just really loved it (laughs)
2: Great title. I loved the title of the second book first like I'm that's honestly what I'm most excited for. What will the title of the third book be? Because I know it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome.
0: Darius the Great is the greatest and becomes the spokesperson for Frosted Flakes.
2: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's right. It's gonna be
0: a five book series, and he's gonna to become Tony the Tiger. and it's finally gonna end with Darius the Great. It's great. Call called shot right now.
2: It's going to happen.
0: Watch if I'm right, though. I'm going to look like a genius. And if I'm wrong, everyone already knows I'm an idiot, so there's no – I have nothing to lose but so much to gain. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the Pine Reads Review podcast. Join us for mysteries. Next, we're talking about – well, it's a mystery. See you next time. And as always, keep reading.
2: Thanks for listening. The Pine Reads Review Podcast is hosted by John Kressel, Wendy Waltrip and Jackie Balbastro and produced by myself, Hannah Miller. Music from Anchor Podcasts. You can find us at pinereadsreview.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pine Reads Review. As always, keep reading, folks!